right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. I'm one of your co-hosts, Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black media specialist and all-around good guy. And I have my partner, Mr. Dave Coker here. Hey, how you doing, sir? How's everything? How's your week been? Man, everything's good. You know, still living, breathing. What about yours? Oh, man, I can't complain. It's been a good week so far. Looking forward to getting this weekend over with. Now, they're trying to mess it up, though. They, I, I, they Are they? Sneaking, <laughs> they've been sneaking in snow forecasts. I don't know if you've been paying attention. So I don't, we don't need snow on the weekends. Uh, you know, I, I work during the week. I need snow yeah. on the weekday. <laughs> we're, we're, we're say, uh, uh, Sunday through Thursday night. There you go. That's right. Let's get some days off, you know, um, you know, hope my boss is, you know, the state not listening. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just in case his name is Dave Coker, his ID number is 55432. Yeah. That's me. That's me. That's me. 777 y'all. That's my number. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Dave, you know, we're going to get right into it. Um, we've had a lot of listeners who, who love our Friday weekend roundup topics. So I guess we'll get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the most influential people to us. So um, for anyone listening, these may be people that we know directly or people who have been an inspiration from far. We're going to go with our top five. And Dave, I'm going to allow you to kick it off with your your first one. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say... um, I had an aunt, her name was ironically Ann, because I also have a sister named Ann too. Um, but, um, and my sister um, was named after her. Um, this one's my father's sister. And she and I were very close. And her and my mother were very close. Um, it's my mother's sister-in-law. And um, matter of fact, my mother and her are buried together. Um, that's how close they were. Um, and this, you know, she was that, you know, you always had that aunt or that uncle, you know, and if if you come in from a big family or whatever, that is always that street smart person, you know, and, and, and teach you the ropes, you know what I mean? That type of person. That's how my aunt was. She was, uh, she loved to play the numbers and whatever. She would have me out there playing her numbers for her. But we used to just sit and talk. She was um, unfortunately disabled and lost a, a leg um when she was young and so you know she only had one leg but this woman can get around like anybody you know she, <laughs> she, you know she get, them, get on them crutches man be moving all over the place or whatever so um but she was she was one of these type people that taught life lessons you know and so i used to sit i used to go to visit her all the time she lived in um crestview apartments uh the senior citizen high-rise building over there on market street and I used to go and visit her all the time and just sit there with her for hours and just listen to the stuff that she used to say. And um, it was, you know, it was like a highlight to me just spending time with her. And I learned so much from her um, just about, you know, growing up and, you know, making decisions and whatever. She wasn't 
an educated woman. You know, she stopped going to school. Like, I think she told me sixth or seventh grade. And But she was a self-made person, you know, and she just was a person full of knowledge. And she loved baseball. So I used to sit there. She loved the Phillies. So we would sit oh, wow. there and watch the yeah, she would watch the Philly games all the time, and and we would sit there and watch um, the Philly games, and um, so she was just one of these people that I truly, truly, um, truly say that was definitely a big part of my life, definitely. Gotcha. Okay, and you know it's funny because it's not often we we uh, hear about some of our uh, older aunts and uh, female cousins loving baseball like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She loved baseball. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, mine, I'm going to start with the people I know best, and then I'll, I'll go on to the people I know least. So probably um, one of the greatest influences of my life, I would say, would probably be my dad. Um, you know, growing up, he was very strict. And, you know, it, it's funny how we grow up. We you As we get older, we learn to appreciate more and more things. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing I, I appreciate is that, you know, when we talk about these parents and relatives who don't give you anything, like anything you get, you're going to work for and right. anything that you're supposed to get that you don't, you're going to get beat for, <laughs> you know, such as grades, because, uh, you know, probably up until high school, you know, I, I, I was hiding report cards and. Um, you know, teachers were calling, preparing teacher conferences and all that. But, you know, it wasn't really till college and after that I really respected what he did. And, you know, just just the time, because, I mean, he, he was a single father. Um, you know, I split my time between my mother and my father. And, you know, just kind of recognized and nailed that, you know, I have kids and, you know, they split time between me and their mother, you know, just recognizing the, the sacrifice the time sacrifice that he put in that I didn't appreciate then because, you know, as kids, we're looking for material and money sacrifice. But, um, you know, he definitely taught me a lot of good lessons. Um, three things I definitely admire about him. And Dave, you can probably appreciate this. He wasn't a big uh, sports fan, but he could talk about anything. So you brought up football. He's going to talk to you about football and you ain't going to know he <laughs> You, you're not going to know he's not a diehard fan. He's going to say enough to keep you engaged, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, that's one. Two, you know, he was a he was a great public speaker. So um, I idolize him because, you know, I always shied away from, you know, the public facing. But, you know, he was just one of those people he could speak about any topic, anywhere, not care, you know, and not even in a cocky way, but just in a confident way. So I always appreciated that. And then the last thing, which I think I'm about to forget. Um, damn, what was the last thing? Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't think of it right now, but you know, all in all, definitely as I got older, um, I just understood the sacrifice and you know what he did. And you know, I appreciate that. And you know, I tried to carry myself in that likeness as well. Well. It's, it's funny. I knew your father before I met you. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Yeah, because Delaware your father, a small world. Your father used to be a customer of mine. I used to sell men's suits back in the day. Um, I used to work at a store called um, Murray's Men's Store, and he used to shop there. 
Okay. Yeah, and I remember him coming in the store a lot, and I actually dealt with him on many occasions. Um, he bought suits from me and so forth and so forth. Always very nice, always treated me well. Always, um, every time he would come in, you know, he would speak. We would have conversations or whatever the case may be because that's when I realized that my old principal was related to you guys. Uh, okay, Captain yes. Yeah, so, you know, so that's, uh, so, yes, yeah, so I can definitely say you definitely carry yourself um, in his likeness um, because, I, like I said, I did know him prior to meeting you. So, yes, gotcha. yes. Yes. So, so right, well, Delaware is a small place, Dave. Small place. Yeah. If you've been, folks, you know, if you're not from Delaware originally and you'd be saying, you'd be going around, you'd be like, how come everybody seems to know each other? It's a small place, guys. Yes. It really is. You know, especially if you were born here. Many, many of us that were born here are still here. So that's another story. So um, I'm going to go with my next person. I'm going to say uh, my next person is my sister. Um, there was only two of us, um, my sister and myself, um, my mother and, you know, you talk about your mother and and father, you know, um, not being together and, you know, you spend time with, you know, both parents. Um, my mother and father split up when I was 11 and, um, my sister is two and a half years younger than me. So my mother basically raised us by herself after that but my father was in the background but you know and we had a great relationship with him but my sister in particular had a rough time because her and my father were really close you know so you know and I was really close with my mom my sister was close with her too but I was really close with my mom and so a lot of the things that kind of came after that you know my sister had to deal with because you know, in school, I was a good student in school and she would and I was always the outward going person. My sister was more of an introvert. So she would always get hit with. You're not like your brother, <laughs> you know, you know, that type of thing, you know, or you're not the same student that your brother was that type of person. You know, teacher might say that to her. And my sister is and we are two different personalities. We really are. We we get along well, but we're just two different personalities. But she always managed to take everything in stride because she was David Coker's sister. <laughs> yeah. So now, every now and then, you know, because of some of the things that she's done, she worked um, for one company for 30 years and got to, you know, she's done a lot of different things over the years. So now, every now and then, I'll get, are you Ann Coker's brother? <laughs> you know, that type of thing, right. you know. Right. So I the, always had the, to let her know. I had the, to let her know what. The teacher had uh, become the student. Yeah, right. And so anytime I tell her about that, she always laughs. She said, she said, you know, she said, it's about time that the tables are turned on you or whatever the case may be, you know. But she, I couldn't have asked for a better person for, um, as a sibling, you know, than the person that was my sibling, my sister, Anne. So I have to say that about her. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she she sounds like a great person. So you have another sister, right? Is that the one who comes to your uh, birthday oh, that's party? What oh, that's okay. What yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, I'm, 
Oh, you great start some controversy out there, man. No, there's no other sister. No. <laughs> so no, but you know, I don't know if I personally met your sister. So I, I, I didn't know because she she uh I think you were at one of the parties. She sat at the table with us, and I think okay. I introduced you. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Okay. Um okay, so you know, my next person, so my number two would probably be my mom. And, you know, one thing about her, and I think I mentioned it when we're talking about Christmas memories, whatever, the uh, weekend roundup before Christmas, you know, she was the type to literally give you the shirt off her back. And I'm sorry, not not everybody, but her son, you know, she was the type to give the shirt off her back. She was just one of those people where, um, you know, such a contrast for my dad. And I feel like they gave me a great balance where my dad was strict and, you know, made me work for everything and sometimes still not get it. And my mom was totally the opposite. Like if I mentioned I wanted something, we were like, we were headed to Toys R Us to get that, you know, that video game or, you know, whatever it was. And, yeah. you know, her biggest thing was being grateful. So she would always say like, you know, I'll get it because, you know, you're grateful, but, you know, if you're not grateful for stuff, I'm not going to get it to you. So, you know, I think that taught me a whole nother lesson that, okay, we may not get everything we want, but we need to be grateful in general for what we have. So, um, you know, so that was one thing. And then two, you know, just, um, you know, just some of the experiences, like um, the bonding. And like, I, I always remember uh, when my mother passed away, one of my friends was like, He's like, man, he's like, you never get over your mother. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, that brother ain't lie. But, you know, just as far as, um, so the second thing is her money management. Dave, when I tell you, and, you know, this was back in the days where everyone did checkbooks instead of like debit cards and, you know, credit cards and stuff we have now. But, you know, checking account. That thing was always balanced to a T. You know, she always knew <laughs> exactly how much. Dave, you can't ask me how much money I have in the bank right now. Like, I don't know. But, My mother did know, the same thing, Leonard. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, ex knew exactly how much money. Every time she wrote a check, she was doing that deduction. Um, you know, credit score, you know, 800 plus, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I respect. Now, I'm still working on that, Dave, because, you know... <laughs> You know, <laughs> a, a brother get a little busy and forget where stuff is. But, you know, right. that's one thing I just always respect. Like, as far as her financial stuff, always in order, always in order. So um, that's an ever going process because, you know, nowadays the time with credit cards, cash app, PayPal. Um, I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. I don't even have any checks on me. But um yeah, so I, I appreciate her for those things and, you know, just being as well, being a great person. Okay, all right. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh, my next person, I'm going to say my father is my next person I'm going to bring up. Um, first of all, mainly because without him, I wouldn't be here. You know? <laughs> so, Facts. I mean, Facts. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, he was, he could be a stern person, but he was fair. Um, he loved sports. That was something that we had in common. So he used to, 
you know, we can we can sit there and watch games or whatever the case may be. He he was a very well known person in Wilmington as well. You know, a lot of people knew him. He was a carpenter by trade, so there were a lot of places that he built um, a lot of homes on the east side uh, that he built, and he used to take me around and show me a lot of the places that he did. Um, you know, he I'm a lot like him in a lot of ways when it comes to how he, you know, how he related to people and those type of things, because everyone seemed to like him. I never actually was around anyone who would say anything bad about him that knew him everybody you know he was a popular guy i was i remember being so sad when my mother decided to to you know separate from him you know and it was just kind of a it was an interesting time for for all of us at that time and i remember it very well but you know he always he always managed to stay you know stay around i mean would I like to see more of him during that period of time? I would have, but he he was always there. And and my mother, even though they separated, they never divorced because you know a lot of parents. Did your did um did your parents divorce right away or? Uh, no. So uh, when I was six. Okay, so my mother was one of these types didn't believe in divorcing. She felt that you know she was going to get married. She told me when she got married, she only planned on being married once and that she uh, didn't believe in divorce. So when they split up, my mother had no intentions on divorcing my father, um, you know. So and when my father, my father passed before my mother did, but they hadn't been together in years. And from when my father passed, he died of cancer. He told us that he had cancer. My mother was right there going to chemo with him brought him home, moved her in, moved him into the house during that particular time that he was going through his illness and so forth. And I never forget when he passed at his, at the funeral, we viewed the body, we sat down and they closed the casket for the last time. My mother cried like a baby and I didn't understand it at the time why she was crying the way she was. And it wasn't until later on, she told me that she, knew that would be the last time that she would see him, you know, in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Them two had been together since she was 16 years old. And, you know, so she had spent her almost her whole life around this man. You know, they grew up in the same neighborhood and everything. So that was, you know, that's when you realize the, uh, the attachment and the love that, you know, two people have for each other, even though they wasn't together, she still loved him. And, that was one of the reasons that he became such an inspiration for me is because even though they had that, they had that separation, they still had that bond and he didn't want to break that bond because he had no intentions on divorcing her either, you know? So that's, you know, that's what made it special for me. So I have to say in this spot, my father was the next person. Okay. Definitely understood. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So my next two people are people who I do not know personally. So there definitely won't be no won't be no long drawn out stories. But so one is Puff Daddy, uh, P Diddy, Sean Combs, and you know I say that because 
you know, so after I graduated college, when I first started working, I worked for a, a mechanical contractor in Philadelphia. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew what I did not want to do, which is what I was currently doing. And, you know, watching uh, Puff Daddy, and I, I'll kind of spin it back a little farther, but even like uh, Russell Simmons, you know, they were two major businessmen and, you know, let's say the black entertainment scene. And they did not wear suits to work every day. Cause wh where I was, I had to wear, um, and for no reason at all, cause it was a small office, nobody saw us, but I had to wear, you know, shirt, tie, dress pants. Um, but, you know, watching them. So the biggest reason was because I just didn't want to dress up every day. I was like, man, you know, like I really want to be my own boss where I can wear whatever I want. I can stay casual. And then two is, you know, I just like the fact that, you know, Puff Diddy has his businesses so spread out. You know, it's, it's not, you know, not only does he have music, he has the vodka. He has Sean John, which he recently bought back. Um, you know, he, he has a, a lot of other ventures. And I just felt like I didn't want to be stuck doing the same thing. So that's why I find out, Dave, like when you call me, I'd be like, man, I'm busy. I'm busy as SHIT, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to juggle all my, my Puff Daddy future million dollar businesses <laughs> until they can, you know, actually, you know, make a million. But, you know, that's one thing I saw in him. And, you know, I, I think we all know he has a, a great drive. He has a great business acumen. But then it looks like he has a great time, too. So, you know, I just, um, you know, I just like that concept when I think about, OK, I can work hard and still have fun and, you know, still dress casually. Now, of course, with COVID, now I'm home all the time. I don't go nowhere. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, right. that's always somebody where I just like, you know, how how he's developed his brand and, you know, just kind of been a, you know, an icon in you know, black culture. Okay. All right. Um, I can see where you're going with that because, he, you know, he, he does look like he was just living his dream, right? Yeah. You know, he was he living the life, you know, and even to this day, he still does whatever, you know, whenever he, he just imagine waking up and being able to do whatever you want to. Yeah. Do. You know, wake, wake you up, know? go out the back door, get in the pool. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it looks like he's living. So I I get it. I get it. All right, all right. That's a that's a good look. That's a good look. My next person was my well is my grandmother. Um, my grandmother uh, was a very interesting person. She uh, she didn't say a lot. She was quiet. She was a demure person. She wasn't a a, a big lady. She was kind of on the small side. She probably was about five one, five two, and uh, you know, she was one of those type of people that say a lot, but when she spoke, she spoke, and you had to listen. You know what I mean? That type of right. person. And you know, she was. You know, um, she raised a big family. Um, my mother was one of uh, eleven, twelve children, um, and. I just remember, and I we talked about this in, uh, you know, a favorite memories and Christmas time and stuff like that in childhood. Um, my my grandmother's house was the hub, and that's where all of our family would meet. 
and we would definitely um, we would definitely all get together on Sunday. Um, like everybody would go to church. There was a church down the street, which was our family church over in South Bridge, and uh, a lot of my family lived in South Bridge, and so on Sundays, my grandmother you know, on just start doing it on Saturday nights, would just cook up all this food and make all these cakes and pies and so forth. And the dining room table would be full of sweet treats, you know, cookies, cakes, <laughs> pies. And I just remember going to our house as kids and all my cousins would show up at the same time. My 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 aunts and my uncles would show up at the same time. And everybody would be just sitting there just shooting the breeze. Now, the house wasn't that big. It was a small house. But everybody would always either be inside or on the porch, you know. And she just wanted her family around. She, she you know, she'd be sitting there. She didn't say a lot. She just wanted her family around. Every, you know, every week there was people running in and out of her house or whatever. And that's all that mattered to her was about family and, and making sure that she did what she needed to do for her family. Um, my, my mother used to talk about, you know, how she was raised and how my grandmother took care of her. And, and, and my grandmother actually lived with us for a year. Um, she she came to live with us for a year and um i got to spend some extra quality time with her and just talking and plucking you know picking her brain and 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 trying to you know sometimes it was like pulling tea trying to get information out of her because <laughs> she didn't want to tell you everything you know what i mean yeah. but but she but when she was in a talkative mood you just learned so much you know, it was it was that type of thing, you know, and and I just was, you know, I was just crazy because I didn't have the only grandparent that I knew was her. Like on my father's side, both of his parents were already dead. My grandfather was dead on my on my mother's side. So the only grandparent I had was her that I got a chance, you know, to spend any time with. Right. So, you know, so that time was very valuable. And I used to relish having her to myself sometimes, you know, because there was so many of us. She had so much. She had a ton of grandkids. So, you know, it was so many of us. So when you had that alone time with her, that was really you special. cherish it. Yeah, you had, to, you had to cherish it before somebody would show up and try to hog in on your time, you know, that type of thing. So I have to say my grandmother was is, is that next person I have to mention. All right, and, and Dave, was that number three for you? That was number four. Okay. That was right. number four. So we're on our last round. Uh yeah, go ahead and say what you got to say, man. Okay. Go ahead. I, I feel like I'm I I feel like I missed somebody because before Puff Daddy, I was gonna mention uh <clears throat> my grandparents collectively, grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, man. There yeah, go, well, man. We, we, well, that's why I was trying to add my numbers. I'm like, okay, because I still got one more person after this, so th that's know, why I was I trying. No, I know. Well, well, that's your caveat there. Well, no, so I did my mom, my dad, <laughs> Puff Daddy, grandparents. Yeah. That's four, and then I got one more after this. That's five. Oh, I think I think you said somebody else. Did you say somebody else? Uh. -uh. No. Well, well anyway, so yes, yeah, so I proceed. So yeah. you know, I. I definitely say my grandparents, they were 
um, very old school. Um, you know, you talk about manners, values, respect, mm-hmm. you know, they, they wanted it all, they demanded it all. Um, at the same time, they were very focused on education. Um, <clears throat> when we would eat dinner, either we were they were talking about current events or they had the news on and not like uh, the local news, they had the national news on. So, um, you know, definitely very, they were very well traveled. My grandfather was in the United Nations. So they lived in multiple countries. They um, spoke, you know, multiple languages and, you know, all in all, they were just, um, they were almost, I say like the foundation of what probably a lot of kids nowadays need with just respect, values, manners, like, and I, I say manners multiple times because manners, you know, you always see those commercials where they'd be like, David, you say what? Not like, yeah. you know, what, <laughs> what, you know, wasn't Wait. any of that. Um, you know, at the dinner table, it was eating with the right fork, you know, chilling with your mouth closed. I mean, just, just very old school. Um, as far as education, as, as, as seldom as we get to hear it, um, and they passed away right around um, 16, 2016, 17. My grandmother was 100. My grandfather was 97, 98. Um, they had both graduated from college. They both went to Hampton Institute. So that was before it was Hampton University, it was Hampton In- Institute. Of course, right. one of the only universities for colored students in the area, probably besides um, Howard. Well, actually, I think there were some more, but, you know, they went to Hampton. Um, then they traveled to Florida and now my grandmother worked under the president. She was a secretary for the president of the university at that time. That's kind of how I made it to Florida and just because they were familiar. So they always hyped it up. But, you know, just great people, um, tons of friends all over the world, all colors and, um, you know, I definitely appreciate them for, you know, the values they instilled at me, instilled in me at an early age. Yeah, I I, I remember meeting them at the award. Damn, Dave, <laughs> you done met everybody, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember that award dinner that? Uh, oh what, yeah, um, it was a NAACP yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah the NAACP. Yeah, they were there. I remember meeting them at that yeah. that uh. Yeah, but, <laughs> oh but, yeah because that's the one you came late and you're just like you sat <laughs> right in front yeah. with your, your back to the okay i do yeah, remember no. that yeah that was interesting <laughs> so, yeah so but i had to come there and support my man so you oh, know I, so, I, I appreciate yeah. it thank you so but um yeah that's a great story about your grandparents and see that was something i was always jealous because when i heard stories about people and they talk about their grandparents I always was a little jealous about that because I didn't have a grandfather, you know? Uh, okay, right. And I never got to have that experience fully, you know? So that when you hear people talk, you know, like what you just said about your grandparents, that's awesome. That that really is. So, all right. Um, my next person, uh, I guess you could say my top person because I haven't talked about her yet. It's definitely my mother. Um. You know, she's one of these people who uh, anytime I've ever had to talk about her, it's been hard for me because she was just everything I wanted to be. 
you know, um, I didn't look at her gender as being um, a barrier for the person I wanted to be. I wanted to be like her. She was a she was a brilliant woman. She graduated from high school when she was 16 years old, which was back then kind of unheard of. And um, she was good with numbers. And, you know, you talk about how your mother was with the checkbooks and all of that stuff. My mother was, <laughs> you know, um, when any church she was in, she always ended up being the treasurer and all that kind of stuff, you know, or being some kind of position, uh, you know, in charge of something. Um, uh, she just was a person that that used to give us life lessons, me and my sister life lessons. And she just, you know, she could be stern at times, whatever the case may be. But she also was one of these people that would sit down with us and have fun with us and, and, and laugh with us or whatever. She was like the most popular. It seemed like she was the most popular person in her family, you know, because Everybody would call her. Everybody wanted to talk to her. Her sisters used to fight over the attention. You know, one <laughs> sister found out that the other sister was talking to her on the phone. You know, she'd be like, you need to you need to stop talking to her so much and talk to me more. You know, that type of thing, you know, that, you know, because everybody wanted to talk to her. And she just was, you know, I'm a lot like her in a lot of ways when it comes to the way I think and the way I move. But, you know, she. You know, she was like the pop, like in the neighborhood, like, you know, I, I came from the projects. I grew up in the projects and she was like all all the kids in the neighborhood used to just love her. And, and you know, they used to always said that, you know, I, we had one of the best moms in the neighborhood. But back then, all the moms were cool back then, yeah. you know. Um, so she just was she was just my my hero. I mean, you know, I, it, she really was. And and even the way she left this earth, she she kind of did it in a way that was classic for her. She she, you know, like she her death was a complete surprise. I mean, you know, we she had some medical issues, but not anything that was life threatening. And we kind of found out she went into the hospital to have some tests done and she was only supposed to be there overnight and ended up never leaving the hospital. That was on a Monday night. And by Saturday, she had never left the hospital Saturday morning. She was dead, but she never went through like pain and found out she had cancer and she had a biopsy done and it spread it. And so she never really had pain. And even in her, the, one of the last things she said to me, she wasn't a scared, uh, she wasn't scared of death. She understood it. But she said to me, one of the last things she said to me that she was scared. And I said, oh, hold on. I know you're not saying you're scared. What are you scared of? And she said, not for myself. For I'm worried about you and your sister. I want to make sure you guys are all right. Now, we're not kids. Yeah. You know. You know, I mean, you know, my mother died in 99. So we're adults, you know, we're not, you know, we're not kids. But she's worried. She was more worried about us than she was herself. And that was 
how selfless of a person she was. So anything that I've ever done or tried to stand for is because of her. Right. Uh, he was truly, truly my inspiration. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be who I am if I was, uh, if, if, if I was birthed by anybody else, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely my number one person. And my sister would agree. She was, you know, she, she was the perfect mother for us, the perfect mother. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's always so weird because, you know, both of us being fathers um, and, you know, I, I hope my kids and our kids feel the same way about us. But, yeah. you know, like yeah. like like my friend said, like, ain't nothing like your mama, you know, and, nope. you know, the, the, the whole mama thing always hits a little bit different. So, um, I mean, I, I can definitely relate to everything you said, because my mother also passed away from cancer. And hers was, it wasn't as quick as you state, but I mean, it was pretty quick, you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, I remember, <laughs> it's funny, I'm going to say this again. I remember when your mom died, because remember I was at the funeral there. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, I remember how quickly that came on. And it, it, as we had these conversations, Leonard, for people that, that have been listening for a while, you're listening to um, News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Um, if you ever pay attention to the conversations that Leonard and I have, you'll notice we mirror each other a lot um, with our life. Um, you know, I, I, I want to have, I, I'm going to throw two caveats in here real quick. You know, people that I don't know, you mentioned people you don't know, I'm going to say Michael Jackson, and I'm also going to say, uh, Michael Jackson was one of mine. And another person that's going to seem a little strange is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I was a big fan of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and just him as a person because he was a very philosophical type person and whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm also going to throw one other person in there, Leonard Young. And I'm going to say this, uh, Junior, hey, Leonard Young. The third. The third. Okay, yes. the third. third yeah. He is... Guys, people that don't know, uh, he was one of these type of guys. He's talking about being like Puff Daddy and all of those type people. <laughs> but when I first saw him, I, I saw him, that path. That's the path he was on. And he's still on that path. But that was the path he was on when I first saw him. And um, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but he was somebody that I said that I needed to know because of the path I saw him on and the path that I was already on at the time. And ironically, a week after I said this was somebody I need to know, I actually met him. Yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave stalked me. He stalked me for a week. <laughs> but it's just, uh, he, you know, he just, you know, uh, uh, there's a line from um, a movie that said, and a god walked into a bar, <laughs> you know? So, right. and Leonard just happened to walk into this place where I was, and we started talking and that that first conversation has led to where we are now and i have to say that i truly truly appreciate him and that he is definitely one of my closest friends and i 
definitely feel inspired by him um, and everything that he does as a father, as a husband, and um, definitely as a businessman. So, I wanted- <laughs> well, well, Dave, like I told you before. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So you, 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 you Dave, like I told you before, please don't be like Leonard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it too because, you know, I just say in general, like it's not often that we connect with people as we get older. So, like, I, I mean, I can say most of my my friend, good friends, and when I say good, it's probably less than five, were people that I met, you know, in college or, you know, a little earlier. And I definitely, you know, hence um, Dave was in my wedding when I got married, you know, two years ago. And out, in fact, those people at my wedding, you know, in the groom's, groom's party were probably, you know, my best people. So, right. um, so, even though I may not say it a lot, you know, hopefully that gesture lets you know, and then we're, we're still cool now, you know, we kick it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate it too. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, I probably owe Dave for about, you know, 200 hours in, in counseling that, <laughs> that, that he's done pro bono, but you know, we're, we're just going to leave that to the side, but um, you, yeah. you are, you are appreciated too. And yeah. I know that, you know, Dave doesn't talk about himself, and I know this is not the topic of this show, but, you know, Dave is a role model to many. He's a friend to many. And, you know, his, you know, one thing I, one thing I think that makes Dave so valuable is one, he doesn't judge. And then two, you know, he, he's a listener and, and he'll tell it like it is. Like, I mean, there are a couple of times Dave says stuff that hurt my feelings, but it only hurt because I know it was true. You right. Know, so. But anyway. Tough love. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah, tough love. All right. Yeah. So my, mm-hmm. my last person, Dave, this is going to be a shocker. Ted Uh-oh. Turner. Ted Turner. Who? Ted Turner. Okay. Now, you know what? I get it. I get it. Go ahead. But go ahead. Tell me why. Yeah. So it was probably maybe, maybe even 10 years ago. I happened to see the documentary on Ted Turner. And I was just in awe. Um, I was not familiar with his story at all. So just to recap some of the stuff he did or how he got started, um, after graduating college, he took over his dad's um, billboard company that had a billboard company in the Atlanta area. And he took it over when his dad committed suicide. Um, So he took over the company from the billboard company. um, Of course, he increased the value. He bought um, two or three local radio stations from the radio stations, he sold the radio stations in order to buy a local TV station. He bought a couple of local TV TV stations, most famously TBS, or actually call signal WTBS. And then he went from there to being um, either part or a, a, a part owner of the Atlanta Braves. And then he founded CNN. And, you know, of course, me with, you know, my websites, you know, media news has always kind of, you know, piqued my interest. So just his uh, progression is what made me want to start branching out outside of Delaware with, you know, news uh, specifically catered to African-Americans, Black businesses, events, stuff like that. So, you know, just when, when I when I heard that story, I was like, OK, like this is inspiring. Like, I like how he went about it. Um, I'm about 10 years behind him, but. 
you know, uh, everything's a process and everything happens in its own time. Yeah. I remember when you started that uh, TBS, uh, the Turner Broadcasting Station, I think that's what the uh, the call letter stood for. Um, Correct. Uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, everybody thought he was crazy. And they was like, what is this guy doing? But then all this stuff started happening. And, you know, he started signing all these contracts for people to uh, do movies and stuff on the station. Then he got the sports contract. He got the Atlanta Braves contract because he bought into the Atlanta Braves, too. Um, and then um, he started doing football. I mean, the guy was everywhere all of a sudden, yeah. you know. And so I get it. Yeah. And I do. I he was one of those self-made guys that just said he wasn't going to listen to everybody, anybody, and just do his, his thing the way he wanted to do it. So I, yeah, I, I get it. I get that. Yes, definitely. Yep. So okay. that right there is, Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's my five. Okay. All right. All right. Mine is complete. Very interesting list there. Very interesting. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I mean, you know, the, the first part is predictable because you know, the ones closest to you and then uh Puff right. daddy and, Ted Turner was just something that, you know, just kind of hit a spark and was like, you know what? Like, I, I like that. Like, to me, that's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you look at when you look at those type of individuals and then I named, you know, of course, uh, is there anything need to be said about a Michael Jackson and how he just galvanized everybody, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as showing what talent can do for you and in, in the music business but of course of course it also showed how it can, can destroy you and consume you as well but he was definitely somebody because i actually was a couple years younger than him and watched him you know go through his progressions and he was really a, a great performer a great entertainer and you saw how the world reacted when he died so you know that was nobody had ever <laughs> had that type of reaction from anybody right. when they died. And then, you know, the Kareem thing, I, 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 he was my favorite basketball player growing up. But what I loved about him was the way he carried. He had him and then with his activism, um, you know, he was very active behind the scenes and a lot of the civil rights stuff. He was also, you know, involved in that group. When you look at when you look at the civil rights stuff with the athletes, you know, Jim Brown and him, Muhammad Ali, of course, there's another one that we didn't talk about that could be considered inspirational. Um, Muhammad Ali, those type of guys who were taking up the mantle behind Dr. King and and those those freedom marchers and everything, trying to do what was right, and you know, trying not to not necessarily worried about how the people who were paying to see them play not worried about how they judged them because they were too busy trying to make change and Muhammad uh, Muhammad Ali a person like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jim Brown all were trying to make change so I just wanted to put that out there since we're already going to Black History Month too uh, so that's a good that's you know I'm sure we're, those, some of those names we just mentioned will probably come up during that time. Right. So. Yep. So there you have it, everybody. Those are our top five inspirational people. Dave, you have any final words before we uh, kick on off for the weekend? 
Um, just saying that um, everyone who 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 can relate to the things that we talked about tonight, just keep those people close to you that you can touch. If 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 they're still here, um, the, especially the ones that you actually have personal relationships to, the people that aren't here that you have relationships with, keep their memories alive. Try to make sure they stay, you know, somewhere close, you know. And for those that you are envious of, you know, those people that you don't have the relationship with, but you know their stories, use their stories to motivate you. If you have children, use those stories to motivate your children as well. Um, but let's let's just remember that those people, there are people that place that are placed in our lives, not just for a season, they're there for a reason. Yeah, you know, I I definitely agree with that. You know, I think uh, and just winding up, wrapping up, um, you know, everybody can be an inspiration in some way. And, you know, every day we run across people who can inspire us to do better. So if you know better, do better. This is uh, News and Trends with Dave and Lynn, and we are signing off and we will catch you next time. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.